Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Chad take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, Jordan joins the boys and discusses Barry Allen's trip through time and how James Gunn can use the events of this movie in his first phase of the DCU. So, what's the flash across the Snyderverse? Nick over there, and we're also joined by the good, uh, I, the good man. I don't know the, the good bearded sir. wonder, uh, notorious fine the, gentleman, the notorious, notorious. J O R D N. I don't. Yeah, that was that's just terrible. Oh, uh, guess, when you guys started Jordan's saying that, I'm like, did I spell it right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jordy. Uh, but yeah, we're here. Uh, it's Thursday, Jordan Belfort. So we, we got an episode of Showboys for you guys. Um, and I just have to laugh because I just looked at my phone and realized Jordan's like uh, panically, if that's even a word, I'm going to make it a word, texting me like, where's the link? Where's the link? <laughs> I just realized because Nick and I were, uh, you know, off off screen before we went live and we we're like, oh, it's 902. We should probably get going. Uh, you should message Nick, Jordan, and I'll or you should uh, message Jordan, Nick, and I'll take us live. Oh, and I always forget that Jordan like uh, doesn't have the Streamyard info, so he can't just oh, yeah. like pop into the to Streamyard whenever he wants. He needs us to send him an invite to so, the stream. So. When, you, when you said I was like panicking, trying trying to get in, I was like, I, I thought I was pretty calm, and then I reread the text, and I said, "Where is the invite?" And then I, after that, I sent Link. Almost like I was like Link now, you know. Yeah. I, I meant to say, "Where is the invite link?" I, I, That's I, all right. It's all right. It's all good. Yeah. It's totally my fault because I'm sitting here like, "Where the heck's Jordan?" Oh That's yeah, funny. he can't actually get in because I didn't send him the link. Yeah. Uh, so bad job out of me. Uh, but we're here. It should be a fun night. Um, Chad, uh, he had a birthday the other day, and I don't know if he's like fully recovered from his heck birthday no. festivities. Uh, so he's out tonight. Actually, he's just out tonight because he didn't see the flash um which is totally fine because neither did dad our aggressively mediocre producer uh so he also is not here um but nick nick you didn't see the flash and you are here yeah i i, I don't need to see it you know to kind of like know how good it was you know what i mean hmm. you know if you lean like just the correct way the opposite way that you just leaned your headphone cord like lines up with uh, the flash red and oh, it, wow, just, it, like, it looks really nice um yeah so we're here we're going to be talking about uh the flash uh jordan and i saw it and we have lots of things to say about it um but also uh expanding on that uh this movie really potentially sets up the future of the dcu um, or unlocks a ton of possibilities for the DCU that um, I'm really looking forward to talking about with Jordan. Um, so that's going to be on the menu tonight. Before we get into anything, we're going to have to uh, first shout out our top tier patrons. 
Tim C. Yusuf H. And uh, did I say Tim C.? Tim B. <laughs> Yusuf H. And Joe C. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. All of our other patrons, you guys are awesome too. Thank you guys for um, supporting us each month. On that topic, uh, we we did talk like a couple weeks ago about how we kind of revamped the tiers and some of the rewards, Nick, right? I yes, believe sir. we went over that on an episode. Uh, so we put out a poll a couple weeks ago. Uh, to see what kind of series you guys would like for uh, Patreon episodes. And we had uh, Patreon-exclusive companion series, uh, Patreon-exclusive movie reviews, so pretty much like really in-depth, almost like video essay-type reviews of movies, or uh, video game play-alongs. Those were the options. And video game play-alongs won by a massive landslide. So what we're going to be doing uh, for pretty much the remainder of... The year is a play along of the uh, 2012 or 2013. I don't remember which year uh, remake of Tomb Raider. Uh, so what we're going to be doing is each month we're going to play through four chapters. We're going to get together. Uh, we're going to go over our experiences, review the game for those chapters, the story, uh, talk all about all that fun stuff together. Uh, so July we will be covering chapters one through four, August five through eight, September nine through 12, so on and so forth, all the way till we get to the end of the game in November. So uh, if you are not a tier three patron member, you can head over to showboy or patreon.com slash showboys podcast, sign up today so you can get access to this lovely, uh, you know, batch of episodes we're going to be doing. And, um, if you don't want to be tier three, that's totally fine. There's other tiers there at different price points. We also upload a lot of, um, we don't like to say random content, but it is kind of random content that we can't really fit into our categories of usual releases. Uh, that stuff gets thrown on Patreon too, uh, at, at starting at tier two, I believe. So check it out. Patreon.com slash showboys podcast. And uh, if you sign up today, Jordan will come and rub your feet for you. So, um, I have very soft hands. He does. He, <laughs> he he just had a baby, so there's a lot of baby lotioning going on. So I bet those hands are probably pretty soft. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, <clears throat> the Flash. Ten years in the making. Um, oh, Jeff. Ten? And he thought the foot foot massages were his job. Uh, we got competition, my friend. Uh, but yes, The Flash. Uh, this came out, what, last week? Exactly one week ago? Um, yeah. The latest entry in the DC film universe. Um, one of three remaining... DC EU slated movies, right, Jordan? So we had uh, Shazam, Black Adam. Those stayed on the slate when James Gunn took over. Uh, the Flash stayed on, obviously, because that just came out. Uh, but also Aquaman 2 and Blue Beetle, right? Those were. Uh, so <clears throat> this is the second to last movie for the DC uh, EU that Snyder did. It's This is. After this, we have Aquaman 2, and then that's okay. it. 
uh, Blue Beetle represents the first one of the James Gunn universe. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, thought, I thought five was too many. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah. What did you think? I guess let's let's just go overall first impressions. What did you think, Jordan? I had, a, I had a lot of fun. I think uh, Kelly and I left uh, just laughing laughing our butts off hilarious and yeah yeah it was it was uh it wasn't uh it, it wasn't I, I can't imagine i really can't really imagine it being much of anything else because it, it, it had the elements of you know what was ridiculous as far as you know the time travel the, the insane uh you know slow-mo speed scenes uh everything above but it had some crazy you know drama with you know, between him and his mom and um you know the different elements that could carry on with that. But um, overall, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a great movie. It, it was a great, um, it was a great so long, so long to the, you know, DCU in my opinion. And uh, it, it, as much as I love Aquaman, I, I kind of hope it doesn't come out. <laughs> I, I'd rather just jump right into the next, uh, next thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think that's going to happen because I'm, it's got to be completely done at this point, but um, yeah, I would say uh, well, first Nick, uh, what are, what are your there, right? um, your <laughs> yeah, rest in peace or you know not whatever, um, Nick, general thoughts here on the Flash before we get into spoiler territory. Sure, um, I'm actually excited to watch it. I have um, <laughs> I have probably some some DC movies to catch up on, but I am generally, I like the, the fast superheroes. So like, um, what's his face from X-Men, that part of X-Men that like that, that's like one of my favorite scenes, like all the time, especially superhero scenes. Like that's when he's going through the mansion and that song's playing, like that's just top tier stuff. So any, and then anytime like the flash has been in, uh, previous DC movies, I've really liked him just because I like, his concept as a character and then even like the time thing. So I, I just like seeing that stuff. It's the same reason I like Ant-Man cause they get into like weird quantum stuff. Like anytime superhero stuff explores that I'm all about it. So I'm excited to watch this when it drops on uh max. Um, so, <laughs> so you weird. said that so aggressively. I know <laughs> max, <I'm>, max, <laughs> max. Um, like, no, you have to say it aggressively. I don't know how else you would that's say true. it. You lost three whole letters in the title. You got to say HBO Max. Three, pretty, yeah, Max. Go uh, Max. Max. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, or you're like calling your dog. Max, get over here. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I would. Uh, I would probably agree with you, Jordan. It was. It was pretty fun. Um, I thought some of the humor was like really kind of awful. Uh, but some parts were actually genuinely funny. Um which I'll talk about once we get into spoiler territory, because I don't want to really say anything about the actual story until we get in there. Um, I think after seeing all the hype that it was getting uh, by like James Gunn and Tom Cruise and even Spielberg and all those people, I was expecting like just like the freaking inception or interstellar of superhero movies. Right. Uh, but I walked away just being like, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, which I guess I shouldn't really have expected anything else uh, other than that. Yeah, they got you. Um, 
They did. They got me. Uh, I was really satisfied with, I, I thought the length of the movie was fine, justified. I don't think it really moved slowly. Uh, no pun intended. Um, I enjoyed the cameos. I enjoyed uh, the, the flashpoint stories. Also always awesome. Um, and I really like what it could potentially do for James Gunn and the DCU uh, as a whole. Um, with that being said, I put up a poll on the, the YouTube community uh, page. So guys and gals, one, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And two, uh, make sure you check on the community tab uh, every so often because we throw polls and stuff like that up all the time. Um, but I asked, did you see The Flash? What did you think? And what did it do for your outlook on the DCU? Uh, so we had, yes, I saw it, uh, super excited about, um, the DCU, uh, hold on a second. I gotta make this a little bigger. Um, yes, I saw it. It was terrible. And the DCU is doomed. Yes, I saw it. It was mid and the DCU is mid. Didn't see it, but planned to see it. And last but not least, definitely not least, didn't see it. And you couldn't pay me to see it. Uh, the community has spoken. Uh, 78% said they have not seen it and you could not pay them to see it. <laughs> so <laughs> not, not a great outlook from the community. Guys, you didn't even leave a comment explaining yourself. I got to know why you, you couldn't be paid to see it. I mean, the movie would have to be pretty terrible to refuse, you know, that's most of America right now, especially especially college campuses, though. Oh, yeah, they're horrible. It's horrible. It's the worst thing in the world. I, I hate these type of people. Oh, why? Because. <laughs> no reason. Because. No, no comment given. Yeah, so we, we had 11% uh, say they saw it, and they're super excited about the DCU. Uh, 11% said they haven't seen it but plan to, and then 78% uh want absolutely nothing to do with this movie and you brought up a good point um in our text chain like is that ezra miller related because he's like a dingus like whack job or is that like a the stigma of the failure i guess conceptually of the dc franchise as a whole uh everything post nolan verse um or you know, I don't know what what do, what do you think the reasoning is? What, I think is it's, either I, of those options kind of like stand out to you? I think it's I think it's very very evident. Um, it's 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 a combination of things. Uh, you have the you know the, the Snyderverse base fans who don't see it as like a purist to the Snyderverse, so they don't want to see it. They'll protest against it. But they're also kind of at war with themselves too, because like, oh, it does plenty of Snyderverse stuff. Let's go see it. So there's a that's already like an immediate divided faction. Uh, then you have a large sum of people who really dislike Ezra Miller and the actions that, that they take, just almost publicly uh, daily <laughs> at, 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 <laughs> for, for a matter of months. Yeah. Then you you couple that <laughs> with knowing that this is going to erase something and start something brand new. I think less people are probably paying attention to that point because, you know, they're, they're just waiting for something to, to really hook them into it. But I, I would I would deem most of the um, 
insanity towards um, Ezra Miller and the the actions that uh, that they've done. I mean, this is you, you look at what's happened with Bud Light, Target, all these different things. It's 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 probably a, a little bit of an echo of a product of that in some case. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Nick, do you have any thoughts on the matter? Yeah, I'm just trying to. I I guess I think I generally lean toward like I don't care what like the person does now obviously if it was something like so uh so terrible that like even like seeing the person maybe that's how it invokes a lot of people's emotions like they see him and they're just so so you know torn and like it bothers them just seeing the person but generally like it is a movie and like he is acting right and like that doesn't even phase me at least I don't even know what he did or do I care. So maybe that's like another thing that gets me by in life is like, I just don't care what it was he did or what his issues are. Yeah. Um, I so, say- I mean, I'm not going to let it ruin probably what could be a good movie and, and or a cool thing. And I, I try to think of like, um, who was it recently? Um, it wasn't Dave Chappelle. I forget who it was, but they're talking about, uh, um, like Michael Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. And just like the like periodic time of just like trying to like cancel him, right? And it's just like, Ugh. but that one song or that, you know, <laughs> they start listening to things and like the yeah. holdout is like forever there. Um, it might have been Chappelle and, he, and, you know, they got up to like 30 people, right? Who were making claims and then you're still like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't believe it. I'm not. <laughs> so, but have you heard any like yeah so yeah so some to me some degree like if the art is outweighing like the you know the impact like obviously certain people like whether it's comedy or music like they make huge impacts on culture so if like that is much greater than anything else that they've done sure like maybe in isolated pockets it's hurt and damaged people but not everyone has to be that way they can still enjoy the art yeah i'll I'll, it's it's i think it's completely fair outlook i think a lot of people um should should probably have that mindset uh for me personally it was this movie was completed it was done and while it was out there in limbo a lot of these actions are taken uh sure there's rewrites there's some reshoots that were done obviously which movie doesn't have reshoots these days do i think ezra should be the flash in the future no Right. I, I don't think I don't think Warner Brothers should should uh, should bring them back. But um, this movie, I mean, Ezra was was, a, a, was impressive in this. Uh, there's uh, for to, to echo back uh, to what I said. You know, Kelly and I laughed our asses off in this movie, and I think we are we are maybe the minority, especially if you didn't find a lot of it humorous, Mike. I mean, there were times where her and I were like laughing so hard at stuff and no one else was laughing at all. <laughs> but it, almost, it almost felt like we were being disruptive. And uh, I mean, I had tears coming out of my eyes. I, I, I mean, too. that doesn't surprise me in one like yeah. one iota of my body. Yeah. <laughs> you laughing at something. Yeah. I, I, it's how you get through the pain, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. I, I don't know. I think I think they landed the humor pretty damn well. And you know what's interesting in this movie too, and I didn't expect it to stay this high, but the audience score is still eighty four percent. 
Oh wow, it's, that actually is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because the ten people that saw it like loved it. Yeah, <laughs> eight out of ten. Five thousand plus verified, Nick. Five thousand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, that's uh, that's amazing for a DC film. I mean, it's, that's amazing. Mike's just like, I'm surprised that many people went. Yeah, yeah. It, no, this, um, it, it, there's there was a weird campaign, obviously having like you know uh, Stephen King, uh, yeah. you know uh, Tom Cruise talking about this beforehand. What vested interest do they have? Well, you know, obviously Stephen King has it. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, it's all, it all ties together. Uh, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, Top Guns mentioned in the movie, yeah. so that ties it over to Maverick. So, were they there strategically for that? Uh, you know, probably, yeah, probably. But I also kind of believe them because it is definitely a very different superhero movie compared to yeah. everything you've seen. And this brings you back. Obviously, we'll get into it to the '89 Batman, a, mm-hmm. a character that I'm sure that they loved. Right, seeing him. You know, done. You know, modern day, little, 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 you know, much more spice to them. Yeah. I, I, I believe them. I, I, I kind of believe them. Yeah. So before we get into uh, the actual movie itself, uh, like spoiler territory, I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a minute and go back to what Nick was talking about about separating the, <clears throat> the art from the artist. And I, one thousand percent agree with Nick. Like, you have to do something absolutely heinous to like make me not want to see this movie, for example. Um, and Ezra, like he's, he's like a, a, a literal nut job. Like this guy is crazy, uh, but I don't think he did any, he, he didn't like murder somebody, for example. He didn't not yet. go like, <laughs> not yet, not yet. I'm not saying it's not possible, that, that, but, but I'm just saying he didn't allegedly do the, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, um, accused of like the Michael Jackson stuff. Right. Which is if true, absolutely disgusting. Um, but like the fact that people would take a stand against Ezra Miller and not go see the flash because he's a whack job. Um, you know, I bet, you know, if any of them are sports fans, they probably still rooted for Ray Lewis and like loved him on the Ravens. That dude allegedly literally murdered somebody in a nightclub, like while he was playing. Um, Some same people, people like, it was a bad like, call, man. It was a bad call. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that's the weird thing. I think um, maybe that was Bill Burr too, where they're like the inconsistent, um, like, yeah. or the, no, it's Chris Rock. The inconsistent outrage that was in his latest stand-up, where yeah. it's like, um, like Chris Brown, for example, like numerous situations yeah. there, but still, like, dude cranks out music. People go to his concerts. No one really cares. Um, yeah, he he gets that, a buy. That's just like a lot thing. of the athletes like, do. I'm gonna make a a wild claim that probably is true, but it's a wild un unbased claim. Uh, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say <laughs> like. America. Oh yeah, I fit right in. Uh, a large percentage of your artists or creators uh, probably are scumbag people, and like, um, to like Nick said, have selective outrage on what you're gonna cancel or um, whether it be a person or a project they're related to is just. And I don't know. Silly. Like you, you need to be outraged by everything or uh, not really anything. You can't just be like pick and choose. And Jordan made a good point there too, where it was like this, 
this was all they made this movie before all that happened. So yeah. to me, that like 100% gets a buy because I'm not like watching this movie knowing that between takes, he's like doing whatever, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, the same thing can be said from, you know, even like an artist, like if you know an artist is actively engaging in something you don't approve of and, you know, it's probably reasonable to like start to not like their music because it's probably going to their art is going to start to reflect that in some cases. So, you know, after like a certain period of time, like, yeah. Right. Or if you or if you're listening back and it came out, they're like, oh, yeah, during when they're making this album, like now we know the truth of really what was going on. That's, you know, that kind of freaks me out. So that stuff's fair. But like in in the context of like before him, like losing his marbles, like it's all post filming of the movie. So like entirely it was a different person um, without what seems to be mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. the, the ending was was reshot. So you want to protest it? Watch like ninety seven percent of it, then just leave. <laughs> I'm out. Okay, I just saw it. Your camera is, is am I, am I is glitching? Crazy. I'm glitching, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think music's like a totally different like can of worms because like they're like with an actor, you're they're portraying something that's already written, right? Um, the story is already told. They're just acting it out. Whereas a musician, uh, Nick, in your example, like that, their life bleeds into their art, right? And mm-hmm. they're writing the lyrics. They're writing the story, the narrative of their music. So like that stuff can creep in and yeah. uh, be like super noticeable. Or like when you go back and you're like, oh my gosh, like, Oh, that that totally changes everything about this. Um, so yeah, I could totally see what you're saying there. That could definitely get messy. Yeah, um, and just recently, like in the last week, I was talking with someone um, down at the at the coffee shop. Uh, shout out M and H Beans uh, down in North Canton. Um, so uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers came on and basically like t- turned the station. He's like, I-, I wish like the autoplay would just I could just tell it to never play um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And basically, you know, the music's good, but he was like, I watched like a documentary on Anthony Kiedis and like that dude just like owns his scummery and like it just irks me. Right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, if, if you if you know and like the artist also owns their like debauchery mm-hmm. and, you know, it's been relevant in their music as well, yeah. like lyrics and all that, you know, that, that's a fair, you know, that's fair to me. Um for you not to like an artist yeah. like that, especially when they own it and stuff. Um, I can't get dance. over your headphone cord because like you're right at perfect. that perfect spot right there. That's not, like, that's not the only time it. it's happened, right? It's like it's connect. He's done other things. Nick's done other things that have connected yeah. to. Yeah, I think. Or maybe he, somebody you know, else. Speaking of, of I melt the art life, you know, going into their art. Uh, we can see is very evident tonight with Nick and his thumbnail creation. Did um, this on purpose. Yeah. All right, so uh, we got that out of the way. We're uh, spoiler warning now. Here's your spoiler alert. Uh, everything past this point, we're going to get into the story and whatnot. So if Tears. you care, uh, you pause, come back after you watch the movie, or um, fast forward. Um, if you're watching this not live, there will probably be timestamps when we jump to the future of the DCU. So uh, no pressure, Nick. If you want to make sure we're doing timestamps, or cool. we can, actually, you know, uh, Mike and I talked about it before. We're going to like just make up a movie as we go. Because you've yeah. never seen it before, Nick. That's true. 
That's true. He'll never know if we're telling the truth or not. <laughs> okay. See hey, when, if you can trip me up like, on like a detail, and I can what? like totally tr- tr- like yeah. get me to endorse something that like I probably shouldn't have endorsed. So um, when, when the flash like runs up the Statue of Liberty in through like her eyes, and her eyes light up as she comes alive and starts walking yeah. around, and then they're like, <laughs> "Jerry Fallon, what are you doing?" Right. Um, waving the torch. <laughs> Don't get too fancy. I'm gonna miss a lot of references already. Um. um yeah, so I want to. One thing I want to talk about right off the bat, mainly because Jordan is our comic expert. Um, I've read a little bit of, uh, you know, in the past, The Flash, New 52. I essentially like started my comic life in the New 52 series. Um, so those are kind of all I know of the DC characters. And I, in my opinion, I think New 52 was, was really cool for a lot of those characters a lot of those runs were really great um but i just my 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 one thing it isn't even really about this movie it's just as how they've written the flash in the dcu as a whole um they just make him i'm i'm cool with the goofy factor because he is kind of goofy in the comics but like they just make him seem really dumb for being like a really smart guy you know, it's almost like the Thor factor where yeah. like they're just really it's not, as, it's not that bad. They just Yeah. But you uh, know what I'm trying to say, though? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. The biggest miscast, in my opinion, for Zack Snyder was Ezra Miller as Barry Allen. I think Ezra Miller has his place in the universe. Maybe not as, as Barry Allen. Uh, it's it's uh, maybe like a Ray Palmer as the Adam or something. I don't know. It, but it. it, it it was a very odd thing, and he worked in a, in a group of people, being that kind of the quirkiness, uh, doing it himself. It's he works really well with himself. Uh, I, this is this is the one movie where I actually felt like he was kind of like Barry Allen. Like he was able to sell the the character of Barry Allen, and before that, every time it was just uh, it, it took me out of uh, almost every movie I saw Ezra in. Uh, except the, the Snyder cut, the Snyder cut just added so much to the character that, 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 that made me start like saying, Oh, this is actually possible. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the blue lightning versus the gold, I always, that always took me out of it a little bit. When I think of the flash, I always see, I always see the, the yellow and gold lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blue was something that's, it's been there before. And I just, I think the yellow fits the character better. He's got yellow lightning bolts on him for God's sake. Why right. don't I make the, the lightning yellow? I did uh, like the use of the two colors in this movie, though, to yes. differentiate uh, the it two was, berries. That was it nice. was damn good. There's a lot of decisions that were made like that that, that really complemented each other. Kind of um, sounds like yeah. a, can he can he pick the color? Maybe that's it. That's how that's how Frieza works in uh, Dragon Ball Z. He can pick his form's colors. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so, so every time he finds a new form, he he like gets to think of like what color it should be. So hey, that's what can Barry Allen can do. He's like, you know what? Today, I'm feeling purple. Yeah, I, I think it's for him. For Barry Allen, it's more so. Mood. Yeah, it's a mood <laughs> ring. Uh, it's more so like what part of the speed force is he tapping into? It's kind of how it started out. Although when they both have it, that theory kind of falls short. But I don't know. I'm not totally sure. I, I would almost say that the the suit itself, with the gold lines that go through it, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that like you know brings it in and, and, and makes that color happen. But as I'm good coloring, dying. yeah, right. Well, like it travels through the suit. Like I think Bruce made the suit for him and mm. it's like, it, 
it, it harnesses the speed force in, in a way and, and projects it and does a lot of, a lot of fun stuff uh, when you see the movie, but yeah. Uh, it, it, but you know, the new 52 talking about the new 52, it was really strange to what happens in flashpoint. Obviously you have more of a classic, uh, not, I wouldn't say classic, but an older school, Barry Allen uh, outfit, just solid red, which is like the yellow, you know, um, you know, lightning going around his wrist, his ankles and such. When Flashpoint happens and he returns to what he thinks is a seemingly, you know, normal universe, his suit's a little bit different. And Barry's suit in this movie kind of reflects it. It has has the you know the yellow pinstripes going around, and then all of a sudden you see Batman with the black pin not pinstripes, but like kind of accents to his armor, and mm-hmm. it really makes you realize that oh, okay, this is this is a different, this is a different. It's it's his universe, but it's slightly different. Like he messed things up so much that he can't get it back perfectly. Yeah. But he needs to just stop. He has to just stop what he was doing and <laughs> figure this out and go go forward. So, you know, the suit reflected the 52 a lot. Uh, between that and, uh, you know, Rebirth started out with something similar to this too. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, different topic for a different day, but I also don't like how they did my boy, uh, Arthur Curry, uh, in the, in the, the movie universe. Because yeah. uh, he also is a, <laughs> a big old meathead dingus where... Arthur, such a cool dude. I thought he um, was fine at the end of Aquaman, but they 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 brought him back to dingus mode at the end of this one. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, how do you think they executed the Flashpoint story here in this movie? So, actually, do you want to just summarize, uh, maybe for those who aren't as uh, well versed in the comic side of things, uh, who just went and saw this movie and were like, "Oh, that was cool." Cool story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you sure. want to let him know like what the background of the Flashpoint story is, comic wise, and how they uh, were able to execute that in the movie. Yeah, yeah. the The premise of Flashpoint is Barry understanding that he can go back to the past and and change change things. Uh, he this movie conceptually also has it in the same mindset to where he says, "I can go back. I can save my mom," and that becomes. Uh, that becomes his 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 point of of uh, traveling through time. Now, in Flashpoint, it is more of a time travel, more than like a separate universe type thing. But uh, in Flashpoint, he goes back, saves his mom, and then uh, he returns to a completely different world. His mom's alive. He doesn't have his powers. Bruce Wayne is not Batman, which is a, a big difference to this movie. Um, there's there's characteristics that are different. Um, you 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 have the expanded universe in Flash Flashpoint where the Amazons are at war with the Atlanteans, and uh, their war is going mainland. And major countries are basically, you know, the, the trenches from from uh, World War One. That's no man's land. The, the countries are destroyed, and you just you, you get to see the aspects of that war. Uh, so Barry basically saves his mom and creates a whole world of just destruction and ruin from just that one simple act. And so Flashpoint's about him trying to, you know, collect the idea of how he can fix things. This movie does that to, to the aspect of he going back to, to save his mom. Hopefully that kind of encompasses it. Mm, yes, yes. Um, it's different, obviously. It's, it, yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's way different than that. Um, but that's just the, the outline of, of uh, Flashpoint. Yeah, and you could see, so this kind of started at, I, I, was this in the the normal Justice League or was this added in the Snyder Cut, but where uh, Barry discovers that he has this ability to 
reverse time through the speed force uh, during the final battle of the Snyder cut. Uh, So also for people who may have been complaining about the story, the pacing and like all this of the flash, perhaps maybe they didn't watch the Snyder cut to like fully understand like where this movie story kind of stemmed from. Uh, But yeah, essentially in the, at the end of the Snyder cut of the justice league, so Barry in that final battle realizes he can uh, go back in time in the battle. It's just a, f- a few seconds. Uh, he goes back in time and helps save the day. Um, and then that gets the wheels spinning in his mind where, Oh, like if I can go back in time like that, like maybe I could figure out how to like really go back in time and maybe I can save my mom. Uh, this is all also brought on uh, his father's, uh, appeal date in court is coming up uh, in the next day or two. So all this is kind of fresh in his mind. Uh, so he gets this terrible idea. Uh, and we actually have like a really great conversation between Barry and Bruce uh, there at the beginning yeah. of the movie. I really loved it um, where Barry's telling Bruce his plan and Bruce is like, Hey man, like um, if we did es- essentially paraphrasing, if we didn't go through the stuff we go through, like we wouldn't be the people we are today. So like, even though those scars, like they hurt, um, that's what, you know, those things make us who we are. Right. Um, yeah. And maybe you don't want to change that because those are like defining moments of your person. Um, Which Bruce knows he will. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's interesting because in, in Batman vs Superman, he's, he saw Barry traveling through, you know, through time. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what he says, he knows he's going to, but, he can't yeah, stop. It could have been. He can't what stop. Could have been. I know. I know. I, know I want that so bad. I know. That's what oh, that stroke. Man. Oh my god. But um, yeah. So that's kind of what you know spurs the 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 flashpoint story forward here in this movie. Um, and I thought it was easing its way into the the time travel moment. I thought it was really cool. Um, what what do you think of the the chronodome? The chronodome. Yeah, it was it was. It was interesting. I can't say I, I loved it, uh, but I mean, good for them for for thinking of that. If you if you look at the bottom of the screen, there's a little bit of a sands of time. I don't know if you notice that, there's definitely like sands moving backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's uh, actually before we get into it, real quick, I, I do want to say something. When in the in the beginning scene, we got to talk about the beginning scene a little bit. Uh, ben Affleck's Batman is just phenomenal again. It is yes. phenomenal. You 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 have um, what's the uh, the, the Falcone family yeah, just Falcons, yeah they just stole the some, yeah it's like a it's a the biological weapon chemical biological weapon and you know they're speeding speeding down the road totally reckless like in like Hummers and <laughs> you have you have the ship from the Justice League fly over and as soon as it goes over the back of them or over the top of them Ben Affleck and the, uh, the Bat Cycle just launches out hits the so, ground in his gray so and blue outfit. And it's, you know, what they did in this movie, taking Batman and you like only ever see him during the day when with like conceptually, you're like, this guy's like an idiot. Like, you know, like it's like, it reminds me of Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> he wears, he wears the white ninja outfit at night and the black one during the day. It's yeah. like, <laughs> like, you never picture Batman outside during the day. But if, if you were, I guess you do it in a light gray and light blue outfit. Right. So that whole scene's amazing, and watching Ben Affleck do a stunt double, or whatever, 
do everything of what Baffleck does in the other movies. You you see the you get to see him like they punch punch the lights out of a couple of guys. One guy's so scared of him, he just dives straight out of the car because <laughs> he he, car. yeah, he literally probably kills himself. Yeah. Doesn't care. He just wants out of the car because he does not want to face Baffleck. So many wonderful scenes with that. Uh, obviously, Wonder Woman. It, 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 she's gorgeous and and fun whenever she hangs like shows up. Uh, that that happens obviously prior. There's there's that scene in the the building with the babies. Yeah, uh, having having a newborn or an infant, I it was like Kelly and I were like cringing. We're like like, yeah. like wrapping our arms around each other. Like yeah. I can't. I, just, I specifically loved it when he put the baby in the microwave. That yeah, I mean that's now like, we'll let that's... we'll let Nick sit there and stew on that whether that's like a real thing that happened or if we're just trying to throw you off. Or or how about how about the dog? It's like looking at the camera as it's falling too. You know, the, yeah. that's uh, that's a fun one. That's a fun yeah. one, Nick. Uh, all in slow mo, mind you. All oh, in, uh, beautiful, slow-mo. beautiful slow mo. Bunch of babies just falling out of a yeah. major building. Uh, while we're talking babies. about, you know, we we brought the chronodome up, and we're talking about the slow mo. We have chronodome. to get the we have to you know just point out the elephant in the room. Uh, the CGI was terrible. It was rough. It was, it was really lot, bad. There's a lot of a lot of rough good. spots. And Andy provided a reason. Of which I do not buy. I think I think he got flack and then thought of a the the team thought of a reason to put out the, to potentially explain it, and that reason is straight garbage and should have ju- they should have just been like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but uh, which, which reason did he give? The reason he gave was um, they intentionally made the CGI during certain parts poor quality to help the audience understand how the flash was seeing things during those moments of uh, being in the speed force and stuff. Gotcha. I'm like, gotcha. I, I don't care because one it's, it's the flash. So I'm sure his eyes have probably adjusted to his super speed powers. And regardless of how crazy things would look super speed while tapping into the speed force, I'm sure it's not going to be like PS3 graphics. <laughs> Just, uh, there, throw that there, out there. There's some there's some scenes that are much better than the others, which shows yes. a little bit of inconsistency to his his excuse, right? Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, there is there is that you know the, the clear idea that you travel faster than three three hundred miles per hour, things start to look cartoony and weird mm-hmm. because of the distortion effects. Um, I don't know if he said that or not, but uh, that's the only thing I could use to give him a crutch on yeah. anything but <laughs> yeah. there, there are there's some bad there's some really bad cgi but there's some really good cgi too yeah and, and, and people it's, do overlook that it's it's really the chronodome like that's chronodome where it looks is, it looks bad. pretty rough it's pretty rough uh, but most other parts are passable if not fine um i <laughs> i gotta say this is we're talking about slow motion and like speed force and stuff um I will say one part I laughed hysterically at that nobody else laughed at is after um, he transfers his powers to uh, yeah. Barry 2.0 and he's the in the lobby and he's like <laughs> oh, yeah. slowly trying to run while yeah. doing the dumb like Sasquatch arm right. motions. Yeah. <laughs> I was like crying. Dude, when, when, and everyone when, was looking at me like I was an idiot. I was like, they're making fun see, of the run. That, that's, where, so great. that's where everyone started laughing for us, you oh, know, really? I, I, which we were laughing with that too. 
But oh you know, when we were we were laughing funny. super hard that no one else laughed is when the electricity was going through him and he was getting like lit up as the tooth flies out. <laughs> Kelly and I were the only ones laughing at like hysterically at this. And it's like slow motion, like electricity just flying and like, you know, the, all the chemicals are exploding and all these great things. And then it's this epic scene of the electricity and just the lights and the, his tooth goes flying out and lands in the other, <laughs> other Barry's mouth. And like he swallows it. But all of a sudden the slow-mo cuts and they both just like hit their knees and fall on the ground yeah. like on their face. And there's just papers just going like this. And we just start laughing so hard. <laughs> Because it looks like they just both passed out at the same time. And that leads up, obviously, to what you're talking about. He thinks he can, like, face to the wall and he yeah. runs straight into the wall. <laughs> There's yeah. Some of it is it, – it's almost like, – I know it's weird, but, like, it, it's the, – the fact that, like, some theaters, like, just laughed hysterically at it and some yeah. didn't, uh, that shows, like, some dynamics, I think, to the humor. It's not, like, completely yeah. sell-out humor. It's probably kind of like a – I, I loved all the, the phasing – uh gags they pulled yeah i laughed at every one of those uh those are classic mm -hmm. um i really did love um this was all cgi but i loved show like them showing without like dialogue exposition what phasing was for those right. who didn't know what he was doing when he would just be like and like be able to put his hand through solid objects but like going down to the molecular level and seeing right. like them split apart and go around all of the things he was passing through. I yeah. was like, that is a really great way to explain something without like explaining something. Right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, one last thing about, and then we'll get back into like what we thought, but I will forever defend Batfleck as my favorite Batman. And I had to do so on the way home from the uh, the family movie watching. Yeah, uh, we, I went with the father in law and two brother in laws, and um, I forget how it came up, but I was like, "Oh yeah, Ben Affleck is one hundred percent my favorite Batman. He rules." And they're like, "Oh, are you kidding me?" Like, well, one, shut up. None of you watch comic movies, so you can go right. suck an egg. Two. Yes, he's amazing. Like this Batman is the best Batman we've seen on screen. I don't care. I get Did they have Christian their Bale. Picks? Get out of here. Uh, what? Did they have their picks? Uh, the classic. Oh, would you? Christian Bale was great. Like uh, he was all right. But this is the best Batman I think we've gotten yeah. in movies. Like right here. Um, my one brother-in-law, I will give him a pass because he was like, "Well, I mean, Michael Keaton's amazing." I'm like, "Well, you're right." It's a fair argument after this yes. movie. <laughs> it's a fair argument. Um, yes. Uh but yeah, so uh back back to the flash here. Um what was there anything in particular that <clears throat> stuck out to you, Jordan, that you like really loved or like kind of really cringed at that they did? Um like how'd you feel about uh the the Zod story being the the, the crisis um that the flashpoint kind of like centered around. Um, I, I, I like that. Yeah, yep. right? yeah. Oh man, so, this movie sounds so good. Love man of steel. Like, so, so what, what, what they do and Michael Keaton does this better than I've seen in any movie. He explains how, how, you know, time works better than, than yeah. any other movie. And what happens when you split it and you keep splitting it or you go back and try to fix one, you already split. And he uses spaghetti as an, as an idea. And, uh, 
what happens is he is his ultimate explanation of it is basically this is he's like this is what could happen at the end if you keep doing this and he explains like what his reality is without even knowing it <laughs> which is really cool it takes it becomes an amalgam of of all these different timelines and movies and different things like you think you you, you think that this is the batman 89 world just mm-hmm. 29 years later and in some cases i think some people believe it is but there's some things that don't make sense with that. And I don't think it is, you know, it, it's, it's probably part like a, a, one of those worlds like forked off in, into this being it, but I don't think it's yeah. literally Michael Keaton from the 89 movie. Um, so th- what they did with that was phenomenal. What they did with, um, you know, just talking about pop culture in this parallel world, was phenomenal. They talk about back to the future. Oh yeah. And yeah. if you know anything about back to the future, what they talk about is, is, is freaking phenomenal. Uh, they talk about actors like, you know, he, he talks about Michael J. Fox being Marty McFly. And they're like, he's not Marty McFly. And then I, I forget the actor's yeah, escaping. The, it's now. the guy who was originally cast. He was originally as cast McFly. as my, uh, Marty McFly. He's he's Marty McFly in that universe. And he's like, what? Yeah. You know, how's he even pie? So Yeah. A, and I, well, oh, they're like, oh, Michael J. Fox was in Footloose. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what do yeah. you mean? Kevin Bacon's in that yeah. movie. They're like, no, Kevin Bacon's in Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that they do. <laughs> Just chaining this crazy world together, and then Kevin Bacon was a tough. That's the best. I could see it. I could see. Yeah. The thing Uh, that's the thing is, you could see all of those. Those could all be like. Yeah. And so and so, what happens in this world too is, you know, they they try to like, okay, where's Superman? Like, who the hell is Superman? Like, oh god, you don't know who Superman is. So the idea to for Barry to trans give his powers over to the other Barry, uh, it was super important because he needed he needed more help to, to fight with, with the threat that was happening. And mm. yeah, they can't find anyone else to, to, to be there. He's like, he's wonder woman here. Oh, who's wonder woman. I don't know. They try to get a hold of Arthur Curry. Aquaman was never born. <laughs> no, but Nick's uh, favorite, uh, simple man, just trying to travel around the universe made an appearance. He did. Yeah. Old, Django uh, Boba. Yeah. Really? He plays, Tamir uh, Morrison. Yeah. He's, uh, Thomas Curry, uh, Rex. father in Aquaman movie. Oh, uh, so yeah, he made a nice. brief little appearance. Captain um, Rex, the Nick, man of a million, million clones. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Aquaman, Nick, you should see Aquaman too. I've seen Aquaman. Okay. I think, if, yes, I have. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> you, you said haven't. that so confidently. <laughs> and then you're like, I think <laughs> like, it doesn't feel like you have for yeah. some reason. Uh, yeah. I love the explanation of time, though. And just for, like, yeah. example for Nick. So, like, what's the explanation? In, in the MCU, you know, they explain it um, where when you go back in time, you just create, like, a new branch from the timeline. Uh, but the way that they use it, um, I'll just use pens because I don't have spaghetti noodles. But uh, instead of, you know, creating a branch like this, uh, yeah. it changes the beginning and the end. So instead of branching off, you're making different, you know, a whole different road altogether. And there are still points where the timelines cross. That's like inevitable. That that moment yeah. is always going to happen all the time. Um, and then is that he, moment shared or yeah, yeah. Okay. And then he goes on to say, like, he plops down a bowl of wet noodles in the bowl because he was making spaghetti to eat. And he's like, eventually, if you don't stop, like, you're going to end up with this, where everything's just all right. just a big old tangled mess. Yeah, you, you um, cause ripples. It was, it was in the, a really in the past cool explanation. 
yeah. It, it's and the one would would yeah if if, if Michael Keaton is if that if that Michael Keaton's in a world where he's never experienced anything with extraordinary powers, why the hell does he even think of time like that? Right? Like, what is yeah. the experience to make him think of that? It, it, there's something. I don't know, there's something there's something really interesting about that Batman because um, he gets to a point, Nick, where he's he's talking about oh Gotham's actually the safest place to live in the world. Yeah, that's wow. why he's, he's like, like all old he's all, and yeah, disheveled retired. because he that Gotham he doesn't need it. Batman anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he fixed uh, it. But, of course, of course. I mean, Michael Keaton again. Everyone always shits on on Affleck for this, but Michael Keaton killed the Joker, he killed everyone at, at uh, you know Axis Chemicals, kills all these people. So, you know, maybe he did have it figured out. He kills all those bad guys and Gotham's the safest and wow, place in the world. It's safe now. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Um, yeah. But no, it. I like that explanation of time too because then it gets them off the hook of like having to do all the crazy set stuff of like the right. 89 Batman because like, yes, this is the 89 Batman, but it changes right. the beginning of the timeline too. So it's like different looks. There's, different there's subtle changes too. Things like the, that. The, the Batcave's a little different. But obviously, mm-hmm. it has uh, the, the Tim Burton, you know, like like metal, um, metal patches with the bolts going through it. You know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then they also he even has that armor room, right? Yeah. That that, uh, that they have in, in the Batman '89. But it's not like in a secluded room. It's in a room that has like sunlight coming into it. Mm-hmm. So the, there's there's a, the kitchen's completely different. Uh, the big table is is uh, that's never been shown before. Even Wayne Manor is a little bit different than the original one as well. And it's the same like outside uh, as the Snyder Manor, right? I uh, know it's a, it's closer no? it's closer to the eighty nine one. Okay, uh, but it's it's still. I mean, obviously, can you do the same one? I don't I don't know. But were they trying right, to? Right. I think they're trying to do a heavy influence from it. And so it's just it's just uh it's close, but it's not exactly it. But yeah. damn, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Nick. Uh. The the central story of man of steel becomes the central story here of oh, it's the best. I, that would have been great if this took place in central city, but no, it took place in uh not central city, which would have been amazing. Um, yeah. So Zod's back. And like Jordan said, um, nobody in this universe or time. Michael Shannon there. Yep. yep. Yeah, they just use footage from. No, he, he like, came back. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, it, it awesome. looked like uh, PlayStation 3 Michael Shannon at times, but um, it's great that it was actually him acting and saying new lines and stuff. But um, what was the other? Was it um, was it Batman vs Superman? Where which which other movie basically like references Man of Steel like heavily? Like the Batman vs Superman. Okay, yeah. yeah. His corpse became Doomsday. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Man of um, Steel is good. But yeah, like it, it was super cool that, that being like, who the heck's Superman? Who's Wonder Woman? Like, um, and when they, when he gets to like Batman, the one roommate's like, oh, Batman. And he's like, so you've heard of Batman? And they're like, well, yeah. Uh, so at least they had, that's why, where Batman came into play. Um, but yeah, instead of Superman, um, I loved, you know, ha- having the explanation of why we get Supergirl instead of Superman. Um, yeah super cool way to also super um rip henry cavill and like write him out of the dcu <laughs> but um what'd you think of that what'd you think of supergirl as a whole uh i know you generally hate women but i would love to hear what you think about <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> I, I don't even know, I know what you're talking about 
I have a I have a big Wonder Woman collection, man. I, I love I love uh, sorry. I I hate Captain Marvel. Guilty as charged. Well, I see the Marvels. No. Oh, you only hate Disney women. That's right. I hate a lot of Disney women. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, you get caught me. Yeah. I, I like Princess Leia when she's not flying in space. Um, that's Disney. Not dying in space, yeah. Not flying in space, yeah. Um, man, there's not many Disney women I like. Let's get out of this uh, uh, subject. Uh what was the question? Supergirl. What do you think of Supergirl, yeah, Supergirl and Supergirl. and Supergirl. how they wrote out uh, Superman in this? Yes, yeah, it's, it's so it, it's a interesting. So the, she's being held captive by the Russians. They found her when she crashed there, or whatever. Naturally, um, which is interesting because that kind of plays into Superman Red Sun. You know, mm-hmm. like they they have him grow up in Soviet Russia, but instead of like keeping him captive, they kind of they kind of foster him and nurture him, and he kind of becomes the next political leader in Soviet Russia. So Putin. Hey, you know, anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> except his, his name is uh, Putin. No, I was kidding. Uh, instead of Kalel, but it's a, uh, they, they keep her <laughs> locked up and in this like ball where I can only assume that there's like a red light in there, kind of replicating a red sun. So they know how to like, you know, dim her powers. They don't really show that, but I'm just kind of, I'm assuming this. Uh, so th- th- I love how they did that. I love yeah. how they kind of took that in, in, in the Flashpoint uh, comic book and live action movie. The U.S. government was holding uh, Kal-El captive and mm-hmm. a similar thing. Uh, that's why that's why I kind of reference it to, uh, you know, Red Sun, because they're, they're leveraging the Ru- Russians for this. Uh, as far as I think her character was a little rushed in the aspect of, you know, getting her powers, like, you know, understanding them and all of a sudden mastering and going forward. Uh, call her Mary Sue. You know, and I, you know, I, I can't. If you see the movie, you can't. You really can't. Okay. Because um, she literally fails every time. So it's the polar opposite. Uh, and it's it's cool. She, she has her, her lines and her stories rushed a little bit. Uh, yeah. But when, when, she's intera- movie? when she's interacting with Zod, two and, and it's like two and a half, yeah. When she interacts with Zod, that's some of the best dialogue, in my opinion. The way she discovers, you know, her heat vision, yeah. and you know, she's rapidly discovering her powers uh, through rage, which is great, also because in the comics, you know, Kara is a little stronger than Clark. Uh, she's just just naturally stronger. She's a stronger Kryptonian, just like how Zod would be stronger to, than Clark in some aspects if he did did things right. Although he's more smart tactically, but anyway. Um, so her discovery that's really really cool. And her rage is cool, and she also becomes a Red Lantern in the comics because she's a pissed off chick most of the time. But right, uh, it's I, I, I liked it. Would I want to see a whole movie based around her? I I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I think she, I think her character works great for the the bowl of spaghetti, right? That just happens to like kind of mod everything together. Mm-hmm. I think it's great for what it is, and it's one of those things. I hope they don't continue on. So in the case they ruin it, I, I liked it overall. Yeah. So I wasn't wrong. Um, no, I'm just kidding. With what? Uh, <laughs> I liked it. I liked her. <laughs> uh, I didn't even really think much about her like discovering her powers because I wasn't. Maybe I didn't catch, or maybe I just didn't assume that she like as soon as she landed, she was put in the Soviet scrotum. 
I just um, I don't know because it's hard to know because how the hell did they catch her? <laughs> right. Know, like yeah, that's that's also true. I I think I got the impression impression that somehow uh, they probably caught her because she was like a dumb girl. And then, I was just gonna I was just gonna yeah. say, were you trying to call her stupid? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no, uh, but somehow they they caught her like she was already in. The reason I like think free, she free was clothes. already like in full <laughs> <Free> force. <shoes. laughs> Is a, a box oh, with a man. stick underneath it? Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. The reason I get the impression impression that she already like understood her capabilities, her powers, and stuff was because she said that she was sent there to protect uh, Kal-El. So I'm like, okay, so she must have already been. I don't know their age difference, um, but I, with that, I was like, okay, so she probably already like somehow was caught and wasn't like hasn't grown up in the scrotum. Right. Um, and so in, in all fairness, you know, Kryptonians know under underneath, especially a man of steel that, you know, that if you're underneath a yellow sun, you'll, you'll be a God to them. Right. So, yeah. so maybe she didn't know that coming in very possible. Yeah. And that's item number two, where I'll let Nick learn when uh, the movie comes to max, whether the Soviet scrotum is actually in the movie or if we're just making that up for you right now. So just store that one in the bank, Nick. He's like, that's the um, one thing I actually believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, I appreciated um, how they did that. I thought it was really cool how um, when when um, Supergirl talks to Zod and learns the fate of, of Clark, um, how they, they did find him in his pod and... Uh, they weren't able to get the the DNA from him, uh, the code, uh, so he he didn't make it. Right. <laughs> like, oh, that is yeah. so brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. Um, yeah, and I I do love the the rage um, in her encounters with Zod and all the different uh, loops. I thought it was awesome. The fight scenes between her and Zod were so cool i love when she's just smashing him into the side yeah. of the ship with like right. was it like a big missile or something but yeah. she's just like yeah uh, it was it was really cool yeah and, and man of steel Zod has that classic line of just like i will find him right like he, he screams yeah. that you can just feel it and this supergirl has it of what did you do and her eyes mm. just light up it's so literally so good yep yeah um that's such a good yeah. Zod line. That was yeah. a Zod line you're quoting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'm gonna go watch Man of Steel yeah, right one, now. One of the uh, one of the things I kept hearing was, "Oh, Zod's underpowered. He's too weak." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Oh, it sucks." But he wasn't. He was no. just. Get, I mean, he was getting thrown around by Supergirl. I mean, it, right, rightfully so. The girl's pissed off, and he's just kind of. He, he took everything. He, there was never a point where he was really like, "I can't go on." Yeah. He. Right? Spoiler alert: kills her every time. So, every single time. I don't know how yeah. uh, underpowered you could be if you still kill Supergirl that's, every that's single time. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't get it. Like what? What do you? What do you mean underpowered? He literally wins. Yeah. In like yeah. every in every timeline, he wins. <laughs> yeah. Um. What did you? Oh man, there were so many cool like Batman scenes uh, with Keaton. I yeah, the cream. It's the cream of the crop. When they're <laughs> when this. they're flying into Russia. And yeah. they they eject out of the the bat wing, and it's like 
goes over the moon and makes the perfect like bat symbol in yeah. the silhouette. I'm like, come on, uh, obviously now. that obviously, is so awesome. Obviously, huge callback to Tim Burton. You know, the bat yeah, one going yeah, up yeah, into yeah. the moon and stopping and then free falling. Can I that? make one comment? I have a new friend. This is 100 a true story, whose name is Tim Burton, but it's spelled <laughs> B E R instead of B U R. Burton. Yeah. Burton. Seriously. Yes. Is, is he uh, is he like aware? Yeah, he's okay. very aware. Okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm one letter off from being a famous director. <laughs> How quickly did you point that out to him? Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm I'm proud of you for making a new friend. Hey, thank you. You know, I got to do it. Gotta he hates me, but uh, thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah, think we're yeah. friends. <laughs> Still hasn't returned any of my texts. <laughs> no, no. Um. <clears throat> but anyways, yes, continue on about more iconic Keaton but, stuff from this movie. So after you delivered like the, the classic line, like I'm Batman, you know, like he, yeah. he says to all them and, and the, both berries are amazed and they're so excited at what they're seeing. He's, they say, I'll help you find this. At this point, they don't realize Superman doesn't exist. They think they're going to rescue Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I'll help you rescue the Superman. And after that, you're on your own. Because he knows that his world's doomed if they if they don't rescue Superman, right? After what they're mm-hmm. telling him, so <clears throat> you get to the point to where, like uh, like Mike said, <clears throat> the Batwing is just flying into Russia. They know exactly where they're going to to rescue this Superman. And uh, did you watch the trailer very much at all, Nick? No. <clears throat> okay. So they all kind of like drop out of the the Batwing and they're just staring at each other, like hovering. And he, you know, Batman mm-hmm. delivers the line. He's like. You're strapped to your parachutes, and then Barry's like, "Where's yours?" And he just smiles and just free falls, and then you just see him just you know with his with his cape. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but he doesn't open the cape right away. We're talking nope, like straight up Fortnite, like you have the battle bus just, <laughs> yeah. just hanging up in the sky, and he's just dive bombing. But you know, like you have the Batwing in the middle, like hanging out, like going over the moon. <clears throat> and you have Batman just dive bombing, listening to Danny Elfman, but yeah. you're just like. Yeah, this is amazing. I'm ready. <laughs> I actually like ripped my shirt off during that scene. <laughs> <laughs> my family was not amused. Yeah, it was an awkward drive home. Yeah, yeah. you're at Kemp Barter's shirt. Walking <laughs> 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 well, out of the theater, just a shame. Yeah. I was so pumped up. I just tore the seat out of the, the, the <laughs> front of me where the guy was sitting and threw him in the seat across the, <laughs> across the theater. <sighs> oh yeah. man. It, 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 freaking phenomenal. And then, you know, the berries you know, drop out and they, they're, they're falling as well. Uh, they go into the, they, they go into the, uh, you know, the, the Russian base and one of the berries is, ends up getting, you know, wounded through X, Y, and Z happening. And all these soldiers come out. And they're kind of like, oh, hell, what are we going to do? It, when you see the story, one Barry doesn't have his powers. Okay. Yeah, we didn't really touch on that earlier on. But the main Barry from, you know, we'll call him Prime Barry, his powers got transferred over to Young Barry, which is really cool because you get to see kind of the origin story of Baron at Barry Allen that we kind of didn't never get to see from Snyder's story. Um, anyway, so you only have one Flash, and the Flash is wounded. The other guy is just a normal Barry, has no powers. So, there's about like 20 soldiers in the room pointing their guns at them. You know, Russian soldiers are mean mother effers. Naturally. Uh, yeah. They're, they're ready to, these guys wrestle bears for fun, man. Yeah. Um, on. It's all true. And the camera just pans up to Michael Keaton and he just delivers a line of like, 
it's going to hurt, you know, because he knows he's about to jump in and take them all out. And he, and you know, he, that's what, you know, the, the cape comes out and he glides yeah. in. And the greatest thing, I always say this, you know, you have every Batman kind of has their own fighting style. You know, uh, Nolan's is kind of like ninja tactics, like trying to sneak around and, you know, pop up here and grab someone, incapacitate and move on. Batman or uh, Ben Affleck just throws people through walls and punches their lights out. <gasps> uh, yeah. And even when they're locked, knocked out already, he's just, you know, his fist, which is the size of their face. He's just pounding yeah. in the face over and over repeatedly. Yeah. He just kills them without technically killing them. Yeah. Yeah. He makes them wish that they're dead. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they don't want to wake up. Uh, Robert what, Pattinson just makes them poop in their pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Robert Pattinson does so many good things. I, I, I kind of feel bad not talking about him in, in aspect of this, but he's, he's phenomenal. Um, what Keaton does and what they, they kind of, they, when you watch the older movies, he kind of has like the, the one punch, right? He'll just punch them once and they're down for the count. There's not a ton of action happening. This is kind of the same, but they incorporate all the gadgets that he used in all the older, all the other movies. He uses mm-hmm. the, you know, the grappling gun a lot and pulls him in. The, Keaton uses gravity and like just force, like the force of, of his different, um, uh, you know, uh, gadgets to, to subdue people and you, you see that when he swoops down he picks someone up after he swoops down carries him into the air and just body slams him off from the, the glide of his you know the the, the cape and then he's you know puts the uh grappling hook into somebody pulls him in and just roundhouse kicks him as they're coming at him hmm. right and it's then the battering it is it really is the battering was like if you if you remember in 89 when he first pulls out the battering it, it opens like a flip phone. He goes like that and it like opens and you see the full battering. <laughs> he does it again and he starts throws it and, you know, does his thing with it. Also he starts throwing like just one after the other, like the throwing knives. It's freaking phenomenal. One, it's probably, it rivals the warehouse scene for me and mm, Batman v Superman. It yeah. rivals, it rivals it. The warehouse scene is still phenomenal because you have stealth, you have the gadgets, you have the brute force. It, it's the whole thing. Uh, the warehouse is phenomenal, but this, this rivals it. And yeah. Pattinson has some great scenes too, but it's still you know, behind this. So it's what's what's this is Bale's, the prime part of the movie. What's Bale's warehouse or silo scene? Does he have one in combat? I think nothing really po- comes into mind for Bale. I think, when I think of combat. I think his best scene, and it may not be like just trip combat, but it's uh, and Batman begins at, at the um, the loading dock it's super scary because he's just popping up and grabbing them and, and taking them away. Mm. And it, it, it's kind of what I always say. Like it's, I always wanted to see the, the Batman horror movie where you're seeing it through the eyes of like the, the robbers or whatever. Yeah. And you never really get to see Batman except when he pops out like the monster and takes one away and you're like, Oh shit, shoot it. You know, like yeah. that, that that's something that, that Nolan did that I don't think anyone's ever ever done snyder kind of did it with the cop kind of looking around and you know just just in the corner. In the corner. yeah <laughs> not that part always made me laugh because he's not uh the Still. most nimble of batman no. he knows <laughs> it's just he like knows this, it. this massive like <laughs> hulk of a human just... yeah yeah he, he knows hiding it. in the corner yeah but you know I'm, what that scene i'm standing so still, still you can't see me right now <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it's weird. Like, when he shoots at him, you know, Batflick crawls across the ceiling like a xenomorph in aliens. He's super quick. He never does anything like that ever again. 
He used up all that power. Just yeah, like, yeah. So he got up there and he was like, "Oh my god, I can never do that again." That was it. That was it. <laughs> I'm way too big for this. I'm way too yeah. big for this. Yeah, and that ceiling would have broke and he would have fell on the floor, and then it would have been even more awkward. He'd be like laying there on his back with a giant piece of drywall ceiling. Yeah, no lie. <laughs> like ceilings aren't tough. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh. So anyway, yeah. Keaton's scenes are just absolutely phenomenal and then you get to see some amazing like fight, fighter jet style modes where the batwing comes into the desert and he's like just you know it's almost like independence day yeah you know, he's shooting the shit out of them uh, flying around and they're kryptonians right so they don't really care yeah but they're getting it's really not pissed doing off. anything but it looks yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah they're getting really pissed <laughs> off and uh nick he, they do this really cool thing with the batwing uh where you know it spins it spins all the way around multiple times the cockpit stays stationary though Oh yeah, it's really really cool, and and they they do. Um, like a, there's some Star Wars ships that are like that. There are actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are um, not the Jedi ships, but Te- technically, um, they, they well, look similar, don't they? Well, yeah, B wings kind of do a weird thing, but it's not. It's more like a yeah. Well, yeah, technically, they don't go uh, all the way sl- Slave One, like when they finally showed us what the inside of Slave One looks like right. in Book of Boba Fett. Um, well, actually, no, that was Mandalorian. Who knows? It all blends together. Yeah, but whatever. what's the difference? The way they designed that is, I believe, the whole ship would almost like oscillate around um, that like central area. Yeah. Are you allowed Which, to say that ship's name, Nick? Are we going to get canceled? It, it's the Slave One or Boba Shave Fett One Starship. <laughs> the Shave, Shave One. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Shave One. Shave one. <laughs> Uh, Which none of us uh, do, apparently. Yeah, not, ever, not since, big shavers. ever since Harrison was born, I just haven't shaved. <laughs> my, I did a neck beard. I get, I get rid of the neck beard. Isn't it funny? That's how much I don't know. I had to look. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it's not okay. there. This first yeah. time you've seen yourself in weeks. Yeah. 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 My hair actually goes from the top of my head down to my ankles. It all connects. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't. Um, good. So let's. Yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's get into. uh, So we've we've talked about um, the the story the the start of the story the premise of the story we talked about Supergirl, Keaton's Batman, Zod a little bit. Um, Let's talk about the Corona Dome and. Barry Prime, Young Barry, and Dark Barry. Yeah, Dark. Uh, you want to talk about that? Uh, that whole dynamic. Like, what'd you think of of future Flash? I mean, it made sense, like in the scope of what they were doing and how the loops were replaying. And yeah. I, I loved how um, Young Barry gets the the like kryptonian weapon in his arm and then he just like heals so fast that it just becomes a part of his arm and then right. he's like using it to fight keeps, with I thought it was he's awesome. going around and around doing it. yeah there's so there's a couple there's a, yeah so two super quick points um before barry uh while barry's kind of toying with what where to to land in time nick there's kind of like a, a really quick like horror element that happens where this monster shows up goes down and punches barry and knocks him out of the out of the, out of the loop and he's like, kind of like, what the hell was that? But he's cool with it because he's, for some reason, I would have been like, 
got to figure that out, but we'll figure that out later, I guess. Um, it's, is, is, you know, it's at the end of it, like even before that, also the, the second point is he knows that his mom gets murdered and he's trying to, he's trying to exonerate his dad from, you know, being the, um, you know, the, the, the murderer. The idea though, is they never really go into, okay, well, who actually killed his mom? Right, it's obviously Reverse Flash. Reverse Flash exists, but Dark Flash is not the one who kills his mom. And it's it's important to kind of distinguish that because I think some people could leave this and be like, "Well, what the who the hell kills his mom? Why was that never solved? If his dad's innocent, who did it?" It's it's Reverse Flash. There's, there's it has to be. I think the director even said something that he he would plan to put Reverse Flash in the in the future movie if if it was, um, but. So the main villains in this movie is Zod because Zod's the person coming to destroy this earth in this timeline. And then there's the dark flash. Uh, when the berries understand that like, okay, we need to try to figure this out and fix this. There's a reason they go back into the chronodome. You have uh, Zod realizes that the DNA and the key to the DNA for the Kryptonians is actually in Kara Zor-El, Supergirl. This is why she gets killed. And when she gets killed, they're like, "Oh shit!" They, he got the he got the DNA. He got everything. He's extracting the the code from her. Um, yep. When this happens, Kryptonians. When, <laughs> yeah. and, and when oh. this happens, Michael Keaton's shot in the sky, in the Batwing, and he's like, "I can't eject. I'm going down, but I'm not going alone." And they're like, "No, you know." And and they watch the Batwing fly into the mothership of like the Kryptonian. They had a mothership, the main ship, as we call it. And it goes down. He brings it down. He blows up, sacrifices himself, takes it all out. But he and doesn't actually take it out because it has a shield. And literally, right. he does absolutely nothing <laughs> right. to this. <laughs> right, right, right back to Independence Day. Right back yeah, to yeah. Independence Day. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, you know, the the young naive Barry, uh, which by the way, at this, at this, I know we're kind of jumping around here, but um, at this point, both flashes have their powers back. So you see in dual flash, you're seeing one with the yellow lightning, one with the blue lightning. You get really cool dynamic powers mixed together here. But the younger Barry is like, well, we can fix this. We, we, you got here. Let's go back and fix that. So they go back right to the same point to where Carr was about to die and, and you know, everything was about to go to shit. They go back. Everything's a little bit different. They're in the middle of the war again. And you guessed it. Kara dies again. Now, there's a really, really cool scene where uh, there's uh, the, the, the really super huge um, Kryptonian who, who uh, is one of Zod's men. His name is actually, you know, uh, not Nam Ek, like Namek, planet Namek from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, he jumps onto the Batwing. Now, in Man of Steel, you remember this when the, when the Air Force is coming and he jumps up and rips the, the cockpit off and like takes the pilot out and throws him, right? That same that echoes in this movie, but it's the Batwing instead of that ship, or mm-hmm. instead of that airplane. So he tears out the cockpit, and Batman does a thing where like he spins the Batwing where the cockpit stays normal, and he ejects. And that's where you kind of see him like bring back out his wings again. He's kind of going down. The Batwing crashes. The Kryptonian stands up and he's like, "Ah, oh, what the hell was that?" Right? And like, <laughs> how did he do that? Batman comes running up, jumps on his back does a bunch of things to him cool gadgets i mean really cool little fight right there you get to see batman engage a kryptonian 
on earth right so it's yeah. it's something that like you've kind of always wanted to see, like you didn't know but you've always wanted to see it right. when he did that i was like holy shit this is happening yeah. spoiler spoiler alert uh it goes exactly how you'd imagine batman facing a giant kryptonian yeah. would go though right right <laughs> he takes batman and literally like throws him under his back you can tell his back is basically like wrecked right and then all of a sudden you know, batman stands up and he's like bleeding. He's, he's obviously internal bleeding, right? You're bleeding out of the mouth yeah, yeah. And, and such. All of a sudden, the bomb goes off on the Kryptonian. And he's kind of going like this. And he just falls over And while well, Batman was standing. And then Batman falls. And then he goes into his death. You know, Bat- Barry delivers a line like, I can save you, you know? And he's just kind of like, no, you, you brought me back already. I'm, this, is, this is it. And then Barry realizes that this is every timeline this earth is completely doomed. Zod is going to win and all this is going to happen. So ultimately they form this justice league and he tries to save the earth that his mom is alive on, right? Cause he's trying to save the planet his mom's alive on, but he realizes he can't save that planet. So even though he stopped her from dying, she's going to die anyway. Cause the whole planet's doomed. Right. So you start learning the bigger picture of what has to happen. What happens when this happens is, the Barry from the original timeline says to himself, like, okay, this, I, we, we have to, she has to die because I, I can't save this. I, I can't, the, the, nothing, nothing's going to go right if I'm doing this right. But the Barry from the timeline obviously has some vested interest in it, right? Because yeah. it's his timeline. So he's like, no, we, we can't, we, we, we have to nobody save this timeline. Yeah, nobody has to die, right? So he starts going back and back and back and around and around and around. And Barry's, another Barry's trying to stop him. Dark Flash comes into the picture, and uh, as well, I notice this as the younger Naive Barry keeps going through the timelines. Every time he comes back into the Chronodome, he's got a new piece of like Kryptonian steel on him that he's getting stabbed with and healing around. So it's almost like he's like mutating and like becoming this armorish like nightmare thing. Yeah, he's just got like crystals like yeah, yeah. sticking through his body. It's it looks pretty gnarly. It is. It is. And then when Dark Flash shows up, you realize it's kind of the same. And then you realize that Dark Flash is that Barry way in the future. He's been through so many time time loops that he's old and decrepit, and his is like his just you know the, the metals fuse with his flesh. And then you're just like, oh my god, there's three berries now. <laughs> you know, there's one, you know, <laughs> and then this one wants to kill the the original Barry because he's like, oh, if I kill you, you won't be able to stop me from going back and saving this. Finally, it just becomes like this. You know, paradox, if you complete will. paradox, a paradox, yeah. paradox. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he kill he goes to kill that Barry and kills himself as younger, and then just like in Back to the Future, he starts disappearing, right? And and that's that's where uh, a Barry has a chance to yeah. go back and set his oh. mom up to die again. Dude, I didn't even get to mention this when we were talking about the pop culture references. Mm-hmm. I about fell out of my seat with the Marty McThigh that was really on his calf tattoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, that one that got me, I was like crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, like he's, you mean Marty McThigh? <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude, that's on your calf. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. Well, he says, yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, and it's upside down and he's like, yeah. is it? And then he lifts his yeah. leg straight up into the air. <laughs> and then it's upright because of well, that. He's <laughs> A dude should not build it with his legs straight in the air, and he just no, he's so in the air. flexible. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, Nick, that's number three. Did that actually happen in the movie? Yeah, you can tell us. You never know, it's me and Jordan. So, um, 
Yeah, and so what what ultimately this ends in with uh, you know, the craziness is he has to go back and uh, do the one action that sets his mom up to die. And so you see him kind of like, you know, talk to her as an adult, but she doesn't know it's him, right? Because at this at what she knows is he's a little kid. So she has no idea what he would look like as an adult. So he has the interaction with her. And then when he, you know, it's it's super dramatic because he goes into the whole, you know, like you know, I found out my mom's going to die today. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. Can, can I hug you? You know, it's her that's going to die, but she's comforting him. It's in a, in a different, yeah. different life. It's a really good little, little interaction there. Like it was, good. yeah, it was really good. And then he enters the speed force and then he kind of, you know, does what he does or he kind of says his goodbye and that he loves her and stuff that he doesn't want her to hear because it would freak her the hell out. Right. And uh, <laughs> then he sets her up to die and he's on his way. Yep. And then- Which it should be noted. Uh, so, like, Barry's dad was arrested for this murder, and that's yeah. like the Flash's whole backstory. His dad is in prison for the murder of his mother, which his dad did not commit. And so, the whole reason Barry um, <clears throat> even gets his powers is because he dedicates his life to exonerating his father. So he goes to college, uh, becomes a forensic scientist gets a job at the central city pd he's in the lab lightning strikes chemicals go all over him bam he's the flash um so that's the same here with this uh but in the movie they uh have video evidence that they tried to use for an alibi for barry's father of him at the store getting a can of tomatoes (laughs) because The mom was at mom was out of tomatoes for the pasta sauce, so she sent dad to the store and then she got murdered. Uh, but in the footage, they got it in it. Well, first off, it was like real choppy and stuff because it was from like I don't know the 80s or something. Um, so they were able to clean it up and it was like crystal clear, right? But his dad never like looked up at the camera, all you could see was the top of mm-hmm. his hat, right? So it wasn't like enough to free him. So what Barry does in this last scene with his mom, even though he he goes back in time, what starts the whole thing is he puts the can of tomatoes in his mom's cart at the, and then the dad doesn't have to go to the store. She's not murdered, blah, blah, blah. Then Zod comes, all that stuff happens. So he goes back in time, removes the can from the cart. But like while he's doing that, he's like, he notices the camera and he's like, oh, he quickly moves all the cans of tomatoes up to a higher shelf. So when his dad goes to grab the can, yeah. he's looking up, camera can see his face. So that's kind of what happens at the end of the movie. Uh, and his dad is freed. Yep. Happy ending. And then Jordan, what did you think of the actual thing like that we yeah. got? So were you expecting this? No, no, I was not. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, something interesting is, when you put the cans of tomatoes at top, right, mm-hmm. and you free him, he's like, "Oh, this is so simple. It's all I gotta do. My mom, yeah. my mom will, will pass away, and through the whatever tragic event and all this stuff, and you know, my dad will also be free." But you're still not putting things back to the way it was, right? So mm-hmm. much like in New Fifty Two, he comes back to this to his Earth where he, everything seemingly is the same. Everyone's calling <clears> him and is by his name. He has his powers. Um, you know, Barry has the same relationships with everybody with Iris and such, which is another funny scene. Um, 
and everything's seemingly amazing. He gets a call from Bruce and he talks to Bruce. He's like, yeah, yeah. Thanks for, you know, you know, clearing up that video and blah, blah, blah. It's awesome. And he's like, oh yeah, it's great. I'm pulling up now. And you see Ben Affleck's car that he was driving earlier, you know, pull around and, you know, pull through the crowd door opens and, you know, the, the Bruce Wayne gets out of it. It's George Clooney. <laughs> Yeah, he like sunglasses and everything's walking at him. And Barry is one of the best things. Barry's like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> so he, there's like no F bombs the entire time. Yeah. And then he just had its bombs it. And it's one Guardians of the Galaxy PG 13 F bomb. Right. Uh, yeah. Did you see Guardians 3, Jordan? Because there used to be the F bomb had me crying. It was yeah. I've, I've, I've heard I've heard about it, so I'm pretty excited. It for it. Just like this one came way out of nowhere, yeah. but like was perfect, like perfectly used. Yeah, because because like he thought crying. he thought everything was normal. He thought he, yeah. he thought he set it back to, to, to where it was, and he thought he, he finally did it right. But they, they obviously it's it's him, and he's like he's like Barry, what's wrong? And he's yeah. like, are you Batman? And he's just like, what's wrong with you, Barry? Like, and no. whatever, whatever modest pause that is, it was George Clooney the whole time. He has a relationship with Barry. And, and yeah. for all, for all we know, George Clooney was, and this is the, 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 the kind of the, the satire, of the whole thing is maybe the Snyderverse happened, but it was Clooney the whole time and not Ben Affleck, <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's, 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 it's hilarious to think about, but it, it was a, it's a perfect goodbye to that, to that. Yeah. That's kind of why it just needs to go. Yeah. I, I'm happy with it. I, it, I love the movie. I just, well, this is, time. this is a perfect transition here. Yeah. Uh, the end credit scene, not super important, uh, but has Jason Momoa pop in for a cameo. So we have almost the full justice league, uh, sans ray fisher rest in peace apparently he does not exist anymore uh so they couldn't get old cyborg um but yeah so one thing we didn't touch on in the chronodome but uh glad that we didn't and it kind of landed here uh are all of the cameos we got right because oh, sure. when they're in the chrono chronodome and they're going through time and berries the berries are seeing the different worlds they're all different colors and they kind of are they're they're spheres but they're kind of almost segmented in horizontal lines that kind of look like film strips honestly and each one they zoom in on and they're they're all a different superman so like it was super cool we got one silhouette that didn't show face which was henry cavill and we got um shoot who's his name the original superman why can't i think of his name george reeves george reeves george reeves uh obviously cgi because he's dead um which apparently pissed a lot of people off which again well so real, real quick you, you have the you have the 1950s superman standing there in, in black and white that's that's oh, yes, that's, yes, that's, yes. That's, that's george reeves and then no relation chris reeve chris reeve um so that pissed everyone off right because i'm seeing all these things like why are people outraged by these cameos and apparently it's like oh, they won't stand for CGI it. to like make them make new movements and stuff. And it's I'm like, dumb. did any of these people not see any Star Wars movie made by Disney? Like how many characters in Star Wars are dead and now they're just throwing them in movies forever or Fast and Furious where Paul Walker was like in that movie. But, but this is but this is but DC anyways, comics and it's cool yeah. to hate it mike yeah exactly that's right uh so <laughs> rant over but anyways they go through all these different supermans you you see uh the original supergirl um my favorite one 
uh, because it didn't technically even exist, uh, was the Nicolas Cage Superman cameo, yeah. um, which Nick, you need to see this movie just so this Nicolas Cage role yeah, yeah. can go on the power ranking because it yep. was epic. Um, but anyways, you see all the worlds and, and what this sets up uh, is what Jordan was alluding to is like the Snyderverse now is one of those worlds. And essentially this story, Flashpoint in the DCU, I'm just going to say DCU for now, um, canonized every DC property. It now is all canon. Why? Because yeah, Joker's Flashpoint a- happened and now all the timelines and universes are all just a big messy bowl of spaghetti. So technically they all exist, but they also don't exist. The only thing that really exists is what we're being shown as important, which is going to be the DCU going forward. But right. like in some capacity, the Snyderverse, obviously, because that's where this berry came from, exists in the DCU canon. Um all those supermen exist like all yeah. anything dc related that you've seen on screen at some point in your life is now canon in some regard in the dcu which allows them to do whatever the heck they want which i think right. is kind of cool and another fun thing too is in the george reed 1950s you also zoom in you see jay garrick running yeah, so, and that's that's the Jay Garrick who was time traveling in the CW early. He's a young Jay Garrick from, C, from the CW Flash TV show, yeah. which tells you was he from the was his Superman George Reeves? You don't know, right? Like it just it kind of yeah. connects that in a, in a, in a fun way. Um, There's just a lot of a lot of things that that roll together, and it's it's just a uh, it. it the Snyderverse was obviously super like grand scale. You got to see dark side, you got to see all these different things. And I mean, that's perfect to like, kind of just, like you said, merge the whole world together. You almost see a convergence of the world's, they literally crash into each other. And when they're crashing into each other, again, we're looking at the giant bowl of spaghetti. So everything that's happened, and this is what they're alluding to. I think it's kind of what Mike was saying. Everything was happening in different timelines, different worlds. All those worlds just clashed together. And the history of all those worlds just clashed together and is about to make a new spaghetti world, which yeah. is what we're about to see from James Gunn, which is really exactly. Exciting. And what this does, what this allows James Gunn to do is whatever the hell he wants <laughs> actors yeah. that were in the Snyderverse or other right. DC properties in the new DCU. So that's kind of what the end credit scene is setting up in a way with, with Aquaman. It, Barry is like, so he's telling him the story of pretty much the whole movie and Aquaman's like, so you're saying there's like another one of me, but it's like not me. And it's a little different, but it's still like me. And Barry's like, yeah, pretty much. Um, And it was like drunk Aquaman trying to wrap his head around that. Uh, But like, I, I mean, will Momoa and Aquaman be in the DCU? The could question be. is: Is it is it this Earth? Because if th- th- this tells us there could be other Barry Allen's out there that aren't Ezra Miller, right? So exactly. what 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 happened? Were they kind of just showing us where Ezra Miller's world is moving forward, and then we're about to see another world out there of what this is? And 
maybe the Aquaman that we see isn't this Aquaman. Like, who the hell knows, right? That, that's the only thing that's kind of confusing. Because if they do it off of this world, then George Clooney's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Which we know that's not going to be what, what right. James Gunn wants. Yeah. Which is Ezra man, Miller. I've always wanted, when I heard, well, that's the thing is James Gunn's like, I haven't ruled out using Ezra Miller as the Flash moving forward. So, which they need to, and this is a perfect Bond yeah. voyage to whatever that is. And yeah, just, just do it. But uh, in in Mike's little like fantasy pipe dream world, this allows yeah. the right. Snyderverse to continue on and not disrupt the DCU. Like, there's now a case where they can both exist and like be happy in their own places. Yeah, I, they won't. I'm I I said this is dr- fantasy land like what I would dream. love if my wildest dreams could come true. Um that's your wildest dream. No, okay. Nick, you settle down over there, sir. Okay. But the bottom line is is like there's times where I'm just like what am I going to watch? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch a couple chapters in the Snyder Justice League. It's a damn good movie. It's never never a bad and, choice. And it, and, it, and it it does everything it needs to in one four hour movie, like yeah. that, 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 if, that, if that was or it. four one hour shows, right? Yeah, that's right. That, that's all I need. It's eight <laughs> episodes, thirty minutes each. Whole all season. I need, all I need is Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman extended cut, and the Snyderverse Justice yeah. League. I'm a, man, I'm a I just, uh, oh man, I just wish that we could have seen more of like the freaking. Desert, like time travel like oh, apocalypse, yeah. like dark yeah. side. With the Joker and all I, that. Oh, yeah. That, that Joker, yeah. phenomenal. And uh, Deathstroke, of course. I wanted to see yeah. him. Um, but uh, with all that being said, uh, what do you think, if anything, James Gunn does with what the Flashpoint potentially sets up? Or, or is he just using that as, like you said, like, one, this was pretty much already done by the time he kind of stepped in and took over. Um, but two, it's it's the DC great reset, right? It allows right. him to just be like, they're stamping the Snyderverse. By the way, everything else you've seen could possibly be canon. Uh, but here, this allows me to now start the DCU and move forward. Except Aquaman 2 is coming out in like five months and that technically is the DCEU. So deal with that nerds. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> or is it? It's super, he, he said already the Superman legacy. Superman's going to exist in a world where there's already tons of superheroes. So the world's going to be akin to a bunch of superheroes. Will we see a bunch of origins? He might lean in some origins of what people already know. Um, I, the, need a couple, Batman origin story. I think we really need to start there. Yeah. We haven't seen enough of that for sure. Yeah, we could that's incredible. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to see the Damian Wayne origin story, obviously, uh, and that, that's you know, a lot, in a lot of ways, it's that, that'll be that'll be good. So you'll you'll see a Batman kind of observing a world where Superman's or where superpowers exist. Uh, my guess is that we won't. This will be we'll see Shazam eventually. We'll get to see the classic historical rivalry between Shazam and Superman. Uh, maybe Shazam's threatened by him. Maybe Shazam is, you know, in, in the, in the Snyderverse style, he's always like super self-conscious, unsure of himself. I want to, you know, I want to be better. I want to be bigger. Maybe he's the star of the show. Maybe he is Superman. You know, maybe he's like the, the cream of the crop and then mm. Superman shows up and he's like, Dude, what are you doing? You're saying you're my style, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. just like he did the sales in, in the, in the fifties. Uh, but there's dynamics there. There's dynamics with Batman. You know, can you, 
have two Bruce Waynes on big screen? Can you have the Robert Pattinson Bruce Wayne? And can you have this new Bruce Wayne come into play? Yeah. I don't, I think it's kind of weird. I think it's hard to do. Um, the Brave and the Bold storyline, you know, that's, that's a title that was used through so many different uh, aspects of uh, the history in DC. Uh, it was, uh, it was a huge team up uh, book early on. Uh, you know, the, the Justice League of America was introduced and, Brave and the Bold at 28, and they fought Starro. You have um, uh, you, you have the first Silver Age appearance of Hawkman and Hawkgirl, and Brave and the Bold. You have all these different amazing team ups. Eventually, it became just a Batman team up, where you team up with Green Arrow, you team up with uh, you know whoever, and the you know Hal Jordan they first met in there. Um, that's what obviously led to the cartoon Batman Brave and the Bold, where the teams up with everybody, right? Yeah, obviously. So you have all these different. Uh, things you can do with that title. Uh, I have this weird feeling that it won't be a super dark Batman. I think maybe he'll be in the gray and the blue, be much brighter than the other Batmans. Um, I think the whole universe will be a little bit brighter than it was before. And Batman will be brighter himself, but he'll still just be the darkest version of all those brighter people. Right. <laughs> uh, just like in Brave and the Bold cartoon. I think there's, there's something there that they can use on that. Um, but ultimately, I don't think that, that Bruce Wayne will stick around for very long. They'll probably yeah. establish Robin, Teen Titans, and go forward with it. That way, there's not two Bruce Waynes going. Yeah. Uh, I've said it before in our text chain that in uh, Brave and the Bold, uh, eventually Batman's actually killed off, and Dick Grayson assumes the role of Batman. Yeah, uh, He does that. Batman's just a cow, man. Right, right. He just can't have two Bruces. He wants to use the whole Bat family as well. He said there'd be tons of Bat family members brought yeah. into the play, yeah, so it's a perfect setup. Girl. Right. <laughs> are you are you like related to or good friends with James Gunn? Because she seemed to share the same uh, opinions and views on women in superhero <laughs> movies. So I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I like um, that girl. Okay. Yeah. I, I forget. I, I had the first Barbara Gordon appearance. I can't remember what, what issue it is. Um, shoot. What the heck was I going to say? There's um, a lot of stuff that can happen. And I think... I, you know, ultimately, I think James Gunn's big bad guy is going to be Necron from the Black Lanterns, and okay. they'll do like a big zombie apocalypse in the end. It's probably not a coincidence he's got a, a horror director right now, kind of headlining a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, with the Green Lantern, uh, John Stewart and Hal Jordan, you have them trying to figure out what's happening. Maybe there's a slight zombie story there. It's happening with the dead coming have, back. Have you read the deceased books? I have not actually. I have oh, I have a lot really of them. Cool. I've just never sat down to read them. I think actually the there's actually a new HeroClix uh, box set coming out. I think the Chase figures are all deceased figures. Oh, so nice. I'm gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, I got a few of the hard covers back there, which yeah. you can't see because my big head is broken, like blocking the way. Also, her death strokes like awesome in those books. Yeah, yeah, they're them. pretty sweet. Uh, so it'd be cool if they could incorporate something like that. Um, but yeah, um, I, I feel like. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Uh, when I heard, well, first off, what I would have loved to see from the Bat flick since he was an older Batman, um, and even more so when I heard about Michael Keaton coming into the picture, um, how cool would it be to get like a Batman Beyond story of yeah. like an older Batman, like doing exactly what you said, passing on the cowl and the legacy to. Um, a younger person, right? Cause he's getting old and he can't do it. Right. Um, so I don't th like, obviously we're not getting that 
story, but um, it would be cool. Uh, like you were alluding to just Batman, obviously passing the cow down to the next person. Um, and that there were, there was actually a, a rumor and um, Michael Uslan's uh, Michael Uslan's son. Uh, Michael Uslan was the, the, I always joke with the certification I have for like the superheroes that are impact on pop culture. Uh, that was a Michael Uslan class and he was a, a producer for Batman 89 Mm-hmm. And he's he's been involved with every Batman movie since. And um, he's really good friends with Kevin Smith. And supposedly Kevin Smith had told, or Michael Wilson's son told Kevin Smith that had the Flash movie done well, they were going to use Keaton in a Batman Beyond movie, which probably won't happen because it's obviously underperformed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's Man, a little sad. That but, still sick. But so it's, sick. It's, it's, it's obviously out there, so. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Dude, we got Swamp Thing coming. There's so many good things yeah. on the horizon. I'm, I'm yes. excited. Uh, so what what do you think um, Blue Beetle is going to do? Because that is the first entry in James Gunn DCU. Also a Teen Titan, ironically too. Right. So uh, I I don't I don't know. It's weird, man. I I don't. I, I'm excited to see it. I think it's uh he's always been kind of like a their answer to like a an amalgam of like Spider-Man and Iron Man together. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's just been, he's a, he's a unique character. And the fact that they're going to go into like Ted Cord and uh, the previous Blue Beetle him kind of escaped me. Um, but it's weird because you, you look at all the Ted Cord, all the different Blue Beetles over history. One was like, just like a, a guy who's like, you know, used a gun and called himself the Blue Beetle because he found a scarab. Then, uh, flash forward, you have uh, Ted Cord, who uh, it was the next Blue Beetle. He used the gadgets. He had like the flying beetle like ship and everything. He had the Blue Beetle Scarab also, but he unlocked the power a little bit. But the beetle never bonded with him. But he harnessed the power to create these unique gadgets because the the Scarab itself is is alien tech. It's it's an alien AI. It's alien uh, intelligence in general. It's sentient. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and uh worth that. We, right. we got there we got yeah, there eventually. We got there uh and what happens is so ted cord you know creates really cool gadgets out of that but uh Jaime reyes he actually bonds with the scarab the scarab chooses him so he gets to utilize the full power of it so you have a bunch of characters who share the same name but they harness the powers and the capabilities of the scarab completely different from one another mm. and it's something that that wasn't planned out. You just had different characters named Blue Beetle through different points in time, and they, you know, they, they just kind of chop them together. So I'm, I'm super excited to see how they're going to do that all in the same movie, and or at least explain a little bit of it, uh, that, how it's going to perform. I, I, I have no predictions w- with that. I think I'll it'll just, be. Uh, I think throw it out be... there. Probably going to be terrible, just like all the other DC <laughs> per- box office performances. Um, yeah, the trailer looked real fun. Um, I, I like the the trailer is very dark in color, like a lot of nighttime scenes, a lot of right. very dark. Uh, but the suit itself and like stuff around the suit is very bright and vibrant colors, and yeah. I I love the contrast there, like visually of the colors and the the like saturation and tone and stuff. Super yeah. super cool. Yeah, and you get to see something similar to like what you know how Green Lantern works. Anything he imagines, you can create, right? Yeah, it's it's 
it, I, I, you know, I think it might surprise us and, and do pretty good. I think it'll be one of those things. that's just like, it, it's a movie that performs pretty damn well, but yeah. a lot of people didn't realize like what implications it has to, to what it's connected to. So Iron Man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, no, I, that, I would never, that... I, I could never in, in good faith compare it to the masterpiece of 2008's Iron Man, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in the scenario well in hindsight the masterpiece of yeah. I mean, it was a great movie but like you said i don't think anyone watched that and was like oh my gosh this is gonna unlock 25 years of the largest cinematic universe in film so, history i didn't say that but when nick fury showed up at the end and told him what else that there is out there to deal with i literally stood up in my seat and i was just <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not even exaggerating I was I like I don't I had I didn't care who I'm like the the drunk chick at a, at a concert I don't care who's behind me I don't care who's behind me. I I I was I didn't like I don't know I, I was completely quiet but I was just like I, I remember life, man yeah yeah, yeah. I mean awesome. God help anyone who tried to contain me at that point I was, <laughs> God help them yes um but yeah hey my last point for tonight and then we'll wrap up because we're getting close to two hours here but. Um, the MCU stands will no longer have an excuse. James Gunn, one of their beloved, um, is now in charge of the DCU, so they can no longer, uh, really hold that against the DCU. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely see. They definitely, uh, the, the, uh, and at the end of the day, the Flash completely erased everything, made fun of some things, and relaunched everything. So it's got. Yeah. yeah, it's got some balls. There's no, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Uh, balls that no longer reside in the Soviet scrotum. Right. Um, but yeah, I got into like a little, I wouldn't even say Twitter argument, but a Twitter discussion about <laughs> about how uh, essentially fans forced WB. Uh, to ruin Zack Snyder's vision for the DCEU. Um, and the, the guy I was talking to just didn't, did not really comprehend that that was kind of the flow of, of what happened. But anyways, that's, a, again, I've already talked about that a thousand times on this podcast. We don't yeah, need to the, the, at the core of it, people just don't care. They're like, it sucks. I don't care what happens. It's yeah. just uh, but yeah, uh, I I like this episode structure here where uh, Jordan and I just explain a movie to Nick that he hasn't seen yet. Uh, I think this might be a new, a yeah. new series. Like, like, like what's watching, what's playing. This one's called What's Happening. Yeah, and Nick has <laughs> no idea, and, and Mike and Jordan try to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> but also try to lead me astray with weird Yeah, you'll never references. know. You'll I will know, know eventually because I'm going to watch this movie. But I think I need to um, – I might rewatch the Snyderverse before this comes out on Max. Um, he did it again. It's not your volume, people. It's Nick. <laughs> Um, HBO pays me to, to say it like that. <laughs> it's not yeah. your volume, people. It's my camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, thank God. Yeah. The the at least Man of Steel. Uh, but I can always get behind a full rewatching of the Snyderverse. Um, we also picked a very, you know, easy to tell story to like fill you in on in a movie that you've never seen before. I mean, none of this is confusing at all in the least bit uh, when you're dealing with time travel and like massive comic book stories being translated on to you know the, to the same to the same people <laughs> yeah i mean come on actually three uh, of them at some yeah. point you know you got the the paradox going and like yeah i mean you'll you'll get it um 
But yeah, thank you, Jordan, so much for coming on. I've been wanting to talk DC stuff, and um, glad we were able to do it. It was a pretty good and fun movie. Yeah. Um, thanks, Nick, for hanging out and listening to us talk about D- <laughs> DC. <laughs> we got to let this guy get off because uh, his Steam Deck arrived today, and he's just, I'm telling, uh, I'm feeling like the Steam Deck pool is probably pretty hard right now. This reminds me of the poop deck on a boat. <laughs> You've changed one too many diapers, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, you're um, in it. It's the steamy deck. <laughs> yeah, the st- <laughs> steamy deck. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, make sure you subscribe here to Showboys. Um, head over to patreon.com slash showboyspodcast. Uh, check it out and sign up today. And we will see you next week when we're actually joined by another guest. Uh, one that is, uh, we, we punched way above our uh, our like weight class here with this one so next week should be pretty fun um if you want to be prepared watch the american gladiators documentary on espn and if you want to be extra prepared watch the amazing jonathan documentary on hulu and we'll see you next week gonna he made it dude i was peeing literally the entire time that uh theme song was playing um where's your pops man dude so i found one from last night i've been drinking this one this whole time and i found i was running low i'm like god damn it oh there's one (laughs) uh yeah it's it's looking quite bare and i think uh, you know every other week it probably will get a little more bare until i'm just in a completely different location uh so yeah stay tuned for that womp 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 <laughs>